Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. You guys weren't walking or anything. You were standing still talking to each other. But as you move closer, you realize one of them getting closer. That's Cindy. This key flies out of your hand, Lucas, and flies over Whoa. towards this fully formed creature. So it basically hits this thing in the chest, and it grabs it, and it kind of looks up, and it stops moving, it puts its claws down, it kind of takes its claw and reaches down, because it has long arms, and taps the floor. And Lucas, you hear this, and you have friends in the AV club, right? Yep. It's Morse code. Do you get the, the last impression of thank you? And you all stand. Uh, Chad, bloodied and bruised. Uh, even more so now after the shotgun blast. Um, Lucas, his hands with these small, small kind of scars on the end of each finger from his uh, transformation. Danny is just dumbfounded and... Uh, Dottie, you stand, and it's happy, but in a in a nostalgic sort of way. 
as the the sun kind of the late afternoon sun kind of comes through the trees and reflects on this little aspen grove Guys, I'm Isaac, the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Lucas. You, after the, the, the monsters had been turned to wood, were kind of standing there in the, you know, in the field. Well, actually, more in the clearing, looking at these, these trees. What did everybody do? Did we all just, like, walk out of the woods together? Well, I guess, Danny, did you just run off straight from the woods? Yeah, basically, Chad, so what happened is, basically, uh, Chad walked off with the... Um, the two people, um, Danny had it off into the woods, ran, running quickly, um, before you guys really had time to process a lot of that, uh, you and Dottie are still kind of in awe of it, and so, uh, yeah, Lucas, um, you basically, Donnie was, you figured that Donnie might want to spend some time with whatever these are, and... okay. <laughs> I, I think that Dottie just wants to hang out with the trees. Do you think that Dottie might want to hang out with the trees? Um, okay. And... I don't know. I don't know if I will or not. <laughs> but I guess I turn over to to I guess I turn over to Dottie and I'm like, well, that was um, yeah, that. Uh, could we could we not talk about it for like a day? I need yeah, a yeah. day. I think. I think so. I'm gonna go. Um, are you are you okay here? I mean, it is the middle of the woods. I I I'll be fine. I I know these woods. I I know the town. I thought, um, but um, you take care of yourself, okay? You got shot today, so oh. you just you just take care of yourself, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'll see you later. And Lucas walks off. Um, from there, I think Lucas like heads home, and he tries to find Biggs. Is Biggs at his house? Uh, so you, uh, so yeah, basically you kind of walk down the street, heading home, and you get back to your house. Um, it's kind of like this seventy like style. A- uh, I was thinking it's even older than that. You know, maybe maybe like kind of more in the era of when the manor, um, the Woodmore estate was built, kind of that era. Um, 
And when we moved in, it was like a total shithole. But my mom and I have been like fixing it up. Uh, and when we moved here about three months ago, so we've been like um, fixing it up basically all through the summer before school started. Um, you know, doing a lot of painting and a lot of like cobweb removal, getting rid of all this gross junk and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it is kind of like this old Tudor style. It's not quite, it's, it, it, it was, it, it used to be very, very nice, but it has been broken down. You guys have been slowly been restoring it. And you, you kind of go in and, and, and meander around and uh, you see your cat Bix kind of relaxing on the sofa. Oh, God. Biggs, uh, where were you today? I, I tried to call you. Holy shit, dude. You will not believe what has been happening. Ugh. And you watch as Biggs kind of like looks at you and stands and does the whole cat stretch thing. And and shifts up to, to his paws and kind of walks over, hopping down. He goes, oh, really, Lucas? I, I didn't feel a thing. Ugh. Dude, I got like stabbed and shot at. There was SWAT at the school. Like, I I think I went into a mirror dimension. And yeah, and I think as I start thinking about the mirror people and I'm trying to describe the mirror people, I just subconsciously transform into the mirror person. Um, and what that relates to mechanically is my character who's a monstrous now has the shapeshift ability and i can shapeshift into what we've decided is anything that i've connected with physically so whenever lucas uses his uh life life drain power or um you know like view another time and space like i did with danny it kind of like stores some of their like image inside of his memory and then he can kind of recall that image um and before it was it was only reflexive, but now he's starting to learn how to do it. Yeah, so it was like this crazy chrome thing, and it was like long and skinny, and it had these like sharp pointy head, and like my it had pointy sharp claws. It was it was really crazy, man. Uh, Big's kind of <laughs> uh, Lucas. You, you might you might want to go check uh, check yourself in the mirror. And he, like, looks down at his hand and sees the reflection of the mirror man. And before he couldn't talk, so maybe he's got, like, a weird vibration to it. Exactly. Um, and he's, like, seeing himself, and he's like, oh, oh, God, oh, shit, what the, oh, my God, oh, my God, uh, uh, Biggs, what do I do, Biggs? Biggs, tell and me what to do, dude, this is not cool. Biggs kind of walks around you a few times and goes, "Well, it, it seems you've been working a little bit harder with uh, what you've you've gotten. Uh, it's all right though. Um, close your eyes and okay. picture yourself. Yeah, uh, cool looking, long hair, clothes on. I hate in those movies when they like transform, but they don't have any clothes on. That's weird." Okay. Well, I feel a little better. Oh, good. Oh. Oh, man. Yep. And Biggs, you... Is this going to keep happening? And oh. Yeah, so basically you shift back and it's your body lowers and you, you know, you look at you look at your hands and they're normally getting goes, um, 
Probably. I mean... My, my only question is, um... Well... One, it's gonna... Yes, it is gonna keep hap It's gonna keep happening, but... Uh, it, it is going to be more of a... Controlled thing now. With us, and, and what we can do. Uh... Wait, you can do this? I mean, occasionally. I mean, you know, no one ever questions a few things, you know. What What do you turn into? And you watch Wait. as he turns into you. Chad, after being freed from the chrome and watching the terrors that had terrorized you for quite some time turn into trees, you left hauling the unconscious bodies of Cindy Mulligan and Timothy Matthews. Walking around, you are picked up by a police car. They take you and them to the hospital. You are treated. They are, they are still unconscious uh, when you leave, but let's get to a scene in the hospital. Uh, you're being asked questions by a detective. Uh, hello. Uh, you're, uh, you're Chadwick, right? You're the boy that brought him in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, and you are officer? Uh, I'm Officer McGrady. Well, Detective oh, I'm McGrady. So, I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're still working on my nose, so I, I, I sound a little, uh, a little off. I hope you'll, you'll forgive me. That's Officer, fine, Officer Chadwick. McGrady? Yep, Officer uh, Officer McGrady or Detective McGrady. Either either one works for me. So, how you feeling? Well, uh, to be honest, Officer Grady or Detective Grady, I, I I felt better. Well, I can. I would. I would. I would hope so. That's a. You got some shiners as the understatement of the century, but kind of cutting to the heart of the heart of the issue. What happened? Well, you know, you're probably not going to believe me if I tell you. So, um, are you sure you want to hear all this? Just tell me what what happened. Well, I, I, as you know, I was attacked in the school by some some fella in, in a mirrored suit. Uh, he did this. And I, I indicate the big slash uh, across my chest that's all bandaged up and everything. And... Uh, the teacher actually smashed my face in, but that's a, that's another story. So um, we we got to thinking these 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 freshmen and I we were talking, and when Cindy and this other fellow, this uh, Timmy Matthews guy, disappeared, um, we got to thinking that there's these weird mirror things, these little distortions in these mirrors that we saw, and it come to uh, come to think that. This guy has this thing for mirrors, and there's this big mirror over there at the mall. And so I, I, we, I decided to go over to the mall to see if I could spot this guy again. And um, I get there, and this this uh, uh, Lucas Santiago guy shows up, and he's he's got some kind of wound. Uh, it looks like a shotgun wound or something, and I patch that up. And him and his friends and I go into the um, into the mall or into the area where this big mirror thing is. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up in this like cargo container out in the woods. And, um, you know, 
I'm able to bust my way out of there. And about the same time, those other guys, they got out of there. And there's a couple of them. And we managed to find this other one that had, you know, uh, Cindy Mulligan and, uh, um, and Timmy Matthews. And we thought we better get the hell out of there. So I threw the kids over my shoulder and, and, and ran for the Dickens. And I don't know how long it was, but that's, that's when your fellows found us and uh, brought us here. Thank God, God bless you, officer. God bless you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, son, for that. And he 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 has a pen and pencil that he's kind of writing down some notes on. And, and uh, now, mind you, that that fellow with the mirror suit, he's still out there somewhere because you know I sure as heck didn't see him after that. I don't know what he hit me with, but man, I was out cold. Hmm. I'm flat out hmm. lying through my teeth. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask you some questions, son? Um, by all means, officer. Grady? McGrady? Alrighty, uh, my first big one is, uh, well, do you know the names of the, the other freshmen that you were with, so I might be able to question them a little bit more about uh, this? Well, there, there's the Lucas Santiago kid, he's the one that showed up late on the skateboard. Uh, uh as you I, say that, uh, you see this, um, shorter, um, middle, kind of like, uh, early middle-aged, uh, Hispanic woman, uh, brown hair tied into a, a tight bonnet, um, wearing nurse's scrubs. Her head kind of whips over and she she kind of turns and, and walks toward you. Uh, Lucas? Did you mention Lucas? Uh, Lucas Santiago, you know him? He's one of the freshmen at the school. He's, you know, he got us all into some kind of trouble or something. I don't know. I followed him <sighs> down into the school basement and then... You know, we found this mirror thing, and I went to show the teacher, and the teacher smacked me over the head with the chair. Uh, she goes, "I, I Dios mio," and 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 because I, I am, I'm, I'm this mom. Uh, and she, she now realizes that the detective is just kind of like looking at her, kind of cocking an eyebrow, a little inquisitively. And she goes, "Uh, I'm." I need to to go continue my 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 rounds, but. Uh, you might want to have his shoulder looked at. I patched it up as best as I could, you know, but I'm not a doctor. I'm just, just a sports technician. Yeah, so she gets very, very pale and then kind of like uh, heads off. Uh, and, uh, and yeah. And, and, and as soon, and she, as, soon as the officer and her, like, officer watch, watches her walk out, I smirk. But before he turns back to me, I, I've got the calm face back on again. Um. So, yes. Yeah, so he goes... All right, so we got Lucas Santiago. You, uh, you said there were a few more. There, there, there's that spazzy fellow, that Danny Fields guy. Daniel Fields. Um, anybody else? And then there's that, there's that girl, and I, I, I can't seem to remember her name. Um, and uh, she's another one of the freshmen. Tell you what, you look for those guys, you'll find her. Alrighty, well, uh, thank she's you. Kind of ch- and, and, chunky. That's all I can remember. And as as he's finishing up this kind of report, you watch as um, kind of uh, the doors uh, of the this hospital wing open, and a, and uh, a man at a very a very familiar man walks in, t- very tall and thin, rail thin. Uh, wearing a, a tailored black suit, 
leather 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 heels of his of his black shoes kind of clicking across the linoleum floor as he comes over and he goes Ah, young Chadwick. Uh, you recognize this as uh, your father's lawyer, have you, who you've contacted many times. <laughs> Barry, Barry Mathers. And this is an... It's not... He's... It's strange. He's not a large person, but he is an imposing figure. He sits probably about six foot six, thin as a rail, and... Just this ear-to-ear smile that, if you didn't know any better, what you knew you know would put you on edge. Um, ah, young Chadwick. Barry Mathers, nice to see you in person. I'm I'm glad glad to see you're taking my injuries seriously. We are, and we've we've been working with that, but. From the addressing here and the from the fillet of the from the doctor that I have received, you are free to be released, and I am here to bring you back. Uh, that's that's your, very very good. Your father has wished to speak with you. And well, I, ho- I hope he's uh, he's pleased. I did manage to to save uh, these these two children. You know. Um, should look good on my, my, my permanent record, don't you think? Of course, young Chadwick. Any kind of emotions for you to stand. And everyone else in the hallway has kind of been kind of stopped and been a little quiet. Uh he's he 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 until your until he came under your father's employ wasn't known to anyone really in the town. Um but after he came into your father's employ, um he became well known as uh, basically, if the Wooden Wars wanted some something, a business, a person, an item, they sent Barry Mathers. Uh, Barry Mathers is is father uh, returning. I mean, I, I've been injured rather gravely and all. I mean, uh, is he is he coming back? Your father has been at the Woodmore State for the past for the past little bit. He had to come back for some organizations of a few different meetings of uh, of the heads of the board. So, but he has taken some time and decided he wishes to speak with you. And he's kind of telling you this as you guys are walking out of the hospital. Um, sitting outside the hospital, a very strange sight as people around the town kind of, uh, look and gasp. It's this very sleek, black, um, Mercedes limo, which, um, a, like a, a chauffeur in this kind of black suit opens the back door of and motions for both of you to get in. Uh, I sit in the back seat. Um, uh. Mr. I kind of stagger, you know, a little bit like, a, you know, hamming up that I'm weak and all that sort of thing. So the smile does not leave uh, Bernie Mather's face for a second. Um, as he, after you hobble your way into the back seat, uh, gets in very, very smooth. He always reminds people of this, of a spider. He has kind of this, these thin, these thin limbs and this thin kind of torso but this kind of rotund stomach it's a little off-putting um but he gets in and starts to drive and after 
uh, after a little bit of sitting in silence, uh, he looks over to you and goes, You... I... I'll warn you now, young Chadwick. Your father's received some letters of indignation, uh, indignation from the school. And, uh, well, I'm sure you know how he is with that. But I think in part of your, in light of your recent events, uh, hopefully he will be a little more lenient. And as he says this, uh, you have spent enough time around him to know that he, he's just saying this because he knows how much, how... He, he enjoys the kind of spoiled kid having to squirm a little bit, knowing that something bad has happened and you're being called to the boss. So... Yeah. He's a little gleeful on the inside. Oh, absolutely. As you guys drive through this kind of winding mountain road, uh, pulling in front of this large, uh, large manor made of the made of old, uh, old pines, just... This massive northwestern manor house, um, as the chauffeur opens the door for you, and um, motions for you to step out. I would come with you, young Chadwick, but I have other things that uh, require my attention. Barry Mathers, you are a busy man. I appreciate all that you have done for me. Um, I'm sure we will be in touch as... um Whatever needs to be done about the school and their reckless endangerment of, of the youth uh, needs to be dealt with. Uh, I shall go and face my father and accept what reward or punishment is my due. He goes, of course you will, young Chadwick, and kind of shuts the door behind you as the... As the um... yeah, and Barry, you do know... That one day, I will be the boss. Of course, young Chadwick. Of course. I will remember all that you have done for me. We're going to cut over to Danny. So, Danny, after this, was shell-shocked. Things changed. Everything was different. Nothing's the same. And the metal people are now wood. And you just, you run. You run off. Danny doesn't even like register what happened. He doesn't know. He doesn't remember, you know, what, uh, uh, how, how it resolved. He doesn't, he doesn't remember any of it. He just remembers, uh, uh, going into the mirror world and disconnecting. Um, and that's, that's like, that's part of, of, you know, kind of his, his psyche, you know, like part of, part of how his mind works is when things get, you know, when things get too much to handle, uh, he goes somewhere else, you know, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, actually go somewhere else, uh, or, you know, maybe not, maybe he just goes into kind of like a safe space inside his own head. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what, uh, happened. And, and every time that this happens, uh, um, I think like maybe, maybe the duck, the first time that, he, uh, his mom took him to duck, duck juice, uh, that happened and uh you know uh, there's just kind of certain triggers as far as that goes uh and so uh um 
Danny's Danny's safe space, the, you know, the, the place that he that he feels uh, uh, most at peace is in the woods. You know, using his uh, uh, very deep survival knowledge, and uh, yeah. So Danny, okay. you you run into the woods, and you're not sure how long you run or how far it is. All you all you hear is just you. Every time you you try and and move into this kind of like calming space, you just get these flashes. And looking around as you run through the trees, it all and all flashes and changes. And you just get pictures and 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 I and and want pictures of just molten rock around you. And you see yourself um, looking at the mirror, um, but instead you're from you're inside the mirror watching yourself as the, your eye turns molten and you pull this key out of it except one, except it doesn't stop and it, more and more of this molten metal starts leaking out of your eye filling up the filling up the scene um, and just different flashes trees on fire and things like that until suddenly um, you just you you black out and you wake up um, in the woods, and it's it's later. You you can tell the sun has has moved across the sky a bit, um, and as you you kind of wake up and look around, you look and you see for what if what you think for a split second just appears to be this massive seven foot tall creature with these arms and and legs of this long that are just long overstretched overstretched and this this head of a of a deer but it's just a skull and then you shake your head and you look and it's a very familiar and comforting sight of your uh your dear, well, sort of your your mentor and who you consider a friend, um, uh, Ranger Harrison, who's uh, you've known since you were a little kid. He, um, you know, he's spent a lot of time, especially every once every once in a while when you run out into the woods. Uh, he comes and go get you, uh, and. He, he is the one that's taken time to teach you a lot of your in-depth survival knowledge. And he looks at you and goes, uh, Danny, Danny, you're all right, Danny. Come back, wake up. You... Uh, where am Where am I? Lord have mercy. You're in the woods. You're in the middle of the forest. Which forest? What do you mean? What do you mean you... What do you mean, you goofball? Cyrus, Cyrus Blackwood, the in the national forest, the one that you're always in. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he kind of offers a hand out to help you help you stand up. Oh, thank you. My legs feel weak, like I've been running. How far am I into the forest? Uh, I mean. You're you're a good eight miles in. That's a lot. That's a lot of uh, miles. Uh, 
I don't know how how long that would take to to get this far, but I'm glad that you found me. I don't know how you found me. Ah, uh, Mandis Joe. Well, there's people we've been we you've been people have been looking for you. Danny, your mother's scared half to death. What got into you? Oh, I didn't think about the repercussions of my actions. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to scare anybody. Danny, you're uh, well. I know you don't have. You're you're not any sort of malicious. You're a good kid. Just is everything okay? You apparently you disappeared from the school. Now I found you out here. Or did you do you not remember getting out here? Or? I remember going into the mirror, and that's that's about it. That's that's the last thing that I remember. Going into the mirror. Yes. Danny, you know, it's so like it's so you can tell me things. It's it's okay, and you know, if you need help, we can we can work on that. But are I, you are you on any any drugs that I should know about? Are you? No, drugs are bad, and and they can they can mess up your future, and so you should always stay away from drugs. Well, it's best that we. We probably take some time and well get you back to your mom. I was hoping to be able to stay out into the woods for a little bit longer now that I realize that I'm out here. How how about this? How about this? We uh tomorrow I'll talk with your mom tonight, we get you get your home, get you fed. Um then tomorrow we can go on a tr- uh, go on a trip to take it take some time and you know, go hiking. How does that sound? Yes, I I guess that will that will be okay. I am pretty hungry and and I would I would like some chicken fingers or maybe some soup or maybe both. Maybe my mom will make me both. <laughs> maybe she will. Maybe she will. And he kind of he kind of stands you up. All right, well, we gotta we gotta start hoofing it. Um and so every once in a while, uh. You look over to him, and it, it is this, it, 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 freaks, it freaks you out the second time it happens, um, because you look at him, and it's not Ranger Harrison anymore, it's this large creature, it's got these ex- disextended back feet, um, these long thin arms with these long, long sort of claws, uh, I think, I, are, are we, are we walking through the forest at this point? Yeah. Um I think Danny will stop and and just ask straight up and say, "Ranger Harrison, why do you sometimes look like a creature uh like a deer a deer but like a skeleton deer? I I can't describe it, but sometimes you look like that." He he immediately like turns and looks and he goes, "Danny? What do you mean, Danny?" He looks concerned. I don't understand what's happening. Every once in a while, you you don't look like you. And he he looks you up and down, and he he moves a little bit closer and kind of like uh he 
and he looks at you a little bit closer, and he pulls out this weird, uh, smooth, triangular stone out of his pocket, and uh, with a hole in the center of it, and these weird kind of etchings on the side, and he goes, uh, alright, now, this... Oh boy, and he kind of raises it to to his his head, and um, looking through it, kind of looks at Danny, and goes, "Oh no, oh, I thought I had more time." All right, Danny, uh, and uh, that's where we're gonna end that for 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 that moment. Sort of glumly, sort of with great apprehension, uh, Chad staggers slowly up toward the main door the main door literally seems to get bigger and more imposing as he steps closer and closer to it his dad has come home his dad ostensibly came for um you know business reasons but chad knows that that's not very likely and if he came home because of chad chad's in a world of hurt so marching like a man to his own death he opens the door and walks into the house uh so he walks into the uh, into the house and is greeted by the the uh, one of the mates um, who basically just look. She she doesn't even look at him. She just kind of looks at her feet and goes, "Your your father's waiting for you in the upstairs study." Thank you, Maud. Uh, you're welcome. Good luck. So um, I'm wondering, do we have like an elevator in the house, or is it just like a grand staircase? It is very much a grand staircase. Yeah. So Chad um, will hobble his way up the grand stair. I think I've got like an arm and a sling from where my chest was sort of ripped open and all that sort of stuff, and I hobble my way up the stairs to the long carpeted hallway. The stuffed animals, like the grizzly bear and things lining the hallway, and framed portraits of ancestors and the hallway just seems to stretch on and on forever but eventually i stand before the double oaken pocket doors and i reach out apprehensively rap on it with my knuckles um you here come in chadwick i part the doors i step inside head slightly bowed Close the doors behind me, father. Sit. Uh, as you enter the room, uh, you enter your father's study, which you have been in maybe a grand total of five times. It is, it is, it is not large, but it is impressive. You see a massive, solid mahogany desk. Um sitting in front of this large open window, which your father stands, hands behind his back looking out of with these bookshelves having everything from um, you know, reference uh, encyclopedias to pictures, documentation awards uh, there's a few stuffed heads on the wall and a small fireplace kind of uh, burns in the corner of the room um 
as your father looks out of this large window uh, that looks out into like this open pine barren with the uh, Iron Bells Mountain sort of imposed in the back, eh, eh, imposed behind him. So you know, Chad, you know, takes this all in. Uh, you know, as he walks like a condemned man across the room to stand before the desk and sit in one of the big leather, you know, armchairs. Um, he sits down and he's just quiet. He just waits for his father to speak. Your father, he uh, turns slowly, um, looking at you. He, it, it is very much looking like a, a, a picture of your, of an older self. Same blonde hair, chin, blue eyes. Um, as he walks quietly forward and sits down in this large, beautifully designed uh, leatherback chair. And the way that everything in this room has been designed to accent this one one person, and so the chair's higher. So even, that, even though you are probably an inch taller than your dad, he now sits at least four inches higher than you giving this imposing uh this yeah. imposing look as you are forced to now look up to him as uh he looks at you and goes i've gotten more letters from the school i've heard about what you've done yes father are you going to send me away to another school, Father? I finally made friends here, Father. I'm not going to send you away. At this point, I don't know where else would take you. All I know is that in for the foreseeable future, until your academics improve. I start getting letters of commendation from your school. You will no longer be allowed to ski. I have talked with the principal of the school as well as your traveling coach and you have been removed from both teams. So Chad actually loses control for just a second. He bursts to his feet. But father, the Blackwood Valley boys, we have to beat them this year. You know what happened last year? They cheated. That is uh, that, no that, longer. That, that, yeah, that uh, Chad suddenly like realizes what he just did, and like a look of panic comes across his face. And he sits right back down real quick, and he's very, very still. His his father, your father, just almost imperceptibly narrows his eyes and then says, "That is no longer any of your concern." But I'm not going to leave you to founder in the dark. And he reaches into the desk and pulls out this very old metal key and sets it down on the desk. And it has the Woodmore family crest on the hand uh, on the handle of it. And he goes, this is the key to your grandfather's study. 
the North Wing. This is now your study. You will be there and use its reference material as well as other things that I have had people purchase for you so that you will study and improve your academics. When I get letters of commendation, then we will talk about you and your rejoining of, the, of said teams. But until then, and he just looks down to the key. Um, I, I will take the key, looking at it, and you know, Chad's thinking that he knows about the study and he knows it's been. I mean, the doors aren't just locked; they're they're chained shut, uh, and nobody's ever been allowed in there. So he's he's partly intrigued, he's partly enraged by the fact that he can't ski, um, and he's feeling really, you know down put on because he just rescued those two kids and he's not the rescuing type uh so it's like yes father i i I will not disappoint you again father um i did rescue those two kids maybe the school will give me some some sort of commendation for that the town seems to think i'm sort some sort of hero well you know how much we associate with the sheep well, fair enough about Timmy Mathers, but but Cindy Mulligan, she's a hilly. I mean, she's not on our caliber, but she's she's a hilly. I'm sorry, Father. I I did not mean to talk back, Father. I I apologize. He, 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 he doesn't get angry. He just smirks a little bit and goes, "Well, you're right in some senses. You've learned at least that much, but." I will, I will allow you this, because you have done that. While you can't ski on any teams, if you wish to go out and ski recreationally or for practice, if and when your academic scores increase, uh, improve and you are allowed back on the teams, I will not criticize that, but you will not be doing any more competitive skiing for the foreseeable future. That's very fair, Father. And he kind of nods and stands up and uh, heads back kind of towards the window, you knowing that this is, your conversation has ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been dismissed. So um, Chad will take the key, holding it kind of like a dead thing as he walks towards the door. And just before he leaves, he says, thank you, Father. I hope uh, the new mother is doing well. Have a good evening. And then I uh, leave the room, sliding the door shut behind me, and freaking run from that room. Alrighty. <laughs> um, so, you run from that room. Uh, where, would you, where would you head? Are you going to head directly to the library, or is there anything yeah, you want to do first? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually very curious to see what's going on with that library. You know, he, Chad's tried to get in there on many occasions and never managed to do it. So, um, yeah, he's, he's going to go check this out. All right, so you basically move through your, your house, heading towards the North Wing. And the North Wing is the oldest wing of your house. It's where the original, one of the, more the, the original, the original Woodmore Manor was. It's had a lot of extensions and improvements over the years. Um, and in this area is these two massive 
oak doors with these large chains across them. And you kind of come up to it, and you... The chains are gone. You've There's always been chains on this door. And so now the only thing that stands between you and whatever is behind them is a small keyhole. Um, apprehensively, Chad will reach out with the key, slide it into the hole, listening to the sound of it, you know, the metal scraping on metal, turning it, there's the heavy click, and then he will open the door. So, as you, you open the door, and you are greeted by a almost red-lit, ma- massive room. It is it is strange how big this room is, and you have not been inside it. And it is a two-story two library, just filled, every inch of it, filled with bookshelves, with hundreds if not thousands of books lining them just there's there's the traditional ladders in it the room is kind of uh, all the bookshelves are shaped in these these two u's and facing outward you just see this massive absolutely massive window that looks out over over the town um and that is, of course, after you've walked up to it and pulled these heavy red velvet curtains away. And everything has a layer of dust on it. Um, but looking around you, you have this massive, massive library. And it has um, the, the two, also these like the two U's of books, um, uh, a massive table in the center. Um, you, there's there's probably more in here. Uh, would you like to explore it, or are you just kind of enjoying the precursor? Yeah. yeah, I think Chad's first reaction is mixed. There's part of him that's like bitching because of all the cool stuff in here. Um, books, books, and more books. I mean, books are not Chad's thing at all. There However, are collectibles in here. Like, you do see things like hunting trophies and interesting bits and baubles here and there. It's like a it's it's weird it almost it's like a mix of like books um books trophies and yeah i think yeah i think chad is gonna make like a sort of a big i'm imagining this is actually almost like a two-story room with like the the bookshelf on one side has the ladder on the rail that you know runs around the edge of it like a wrought iron and wood that kind of really but very dusty you know no one's been in here forever um, and on the other side of the room, some of the books are, are more, there's like crystals and, and, and like maybe a shelf of like vials of various liquids and things. Uh, for the listener, uh, at my level up, I chose uh, to, to have a haven like the, um, the expert does. Only I get two choices and I chose lore library and mystic library. So... That's kind of what's playing out here. Um, so Chad will kind of like go over to the more mystical side of things. Because this is really curious. He's never seen anything like any of this stuff. And the main thing on his mind right now, other than the fact that I can't freaking ski, I can't beat those goddamn Black Val- or the Blackwood Valley boys this year, 
uh, I've got to do something about that. The other thought on my mind is I need to get to the hospital to visit Cindy Mulligan. And the third thought is we just freaking fought this monstrous thing that nobody would believe me if I told them anything about it. And if there's one, there's more. And if there's anywhere in the entire city of you know, Pine Forge that there's going to be information about this stuff, it's here. And my grandfather knew about it. So he's a little bit pissed off. Okay. So, um... It, so you're in there. Is there... You have now taken time to kind of look around, explore knickknacks. Is there anything that you would like to do now that you've leveled up? Um, that's the main thing. I think uh, uh, while I'm in the library, uh, he's going to kind of, you know, Chad has a really sharp business mind as part of, you know, who he is and this family heritage and everything. So what he's doing while he's ruminating and being a teenager and all that, his brain is sort of taking inventory of the kind of things that are here, the kind of books that are here, where various things are, making a mental inventory so when he needs something, he knows where to go to find it. That's He probably spends, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes uh, of just, you know, walking around the room, pacing, bitching about his dad, bitching about the skiing, but his brain is working. So, uh, so basically, it is. They've given you the so the, they've given you the rest of the week off. So you have the weekend to basically explore and and study. And so, okay. So at some point, he's going to go visit Cindy. But uh, you know, she's probably still unconscious. I've only got the weekend left. Uh, the main stick in his crawl right now is the fact that you know we fought this monster thing these group of them chad basically got his ass kicked both by the monsters and by the teachers and uh these people these these kids he was working with yeah they tracked it down but they basically let it go so his his thought right now is that these monsters are still out there yeah they changed form but they might change form again so what he's going to do is go down to the garage, pack up his Jeep with all his camping gear, uh, fishing pole, uh, hunting rifle, um, the whole nine yards, a, a gallon of gasoline, and a chainsaw, and he's going to head out into the woods to find this grove again and chop those trees down. Okay, uh, so you've loaded up everything and you're, you're on the road. Next, we're going to go to Lucas. Oh, God. What? That's freaky, dude. What the hell? Have you been, like, hanging out as me all over the place? Is that why people think that I, like, steal stuff? Have you been stealing stuff, Biggs? <laughs> uh, maybe just a bit, I'd say. Uh, well, don't look in your, don't look in your closet. Uh, there's a little bit under there, but... Uh, so, nothing, <sighs> it's been nothing too major. Um, but Dude, if you're going to turn into anybody, turn into that douchebag Chad. Come on. <laughs> Uh, he looks at he looks at you in your face, um, goes very seriously. Goes, ah, no, absolutely not. And and he what? shifts back to his cat form. Why don't you want to turn into Chad? I mean, he's not that scary. I could definitely break him in half. I'm sure. Remember that one time I picked up like that giant concrete thing? I mean, I I think I could just like snap his arm off and beat him with it. 
mean, uh, as that you're like talking about this, he but... moves up and like he, he like he claws your leg and goes, "Ow!" Absolutely not. Okay. That's Work weird, with them, but, but why? do not. I can't. It's if you don't, it's. He looks at you and he just sighs and goes, "If you know, you need not ask. If you ask, if you ask, you need not know. Unless you can tell me what that means, then I. I mean, I. I just. You'll know. I. But I. I, I just. I don't want you to get out. So okay. please, just be careful. I mean, I did tell you the part about like the crazy mirror monster, right? Also, Chad was there. Chad somehow got mixed Shit. up with all this. Um, and um, we all went into like a mirror dimension together. And Chad shot these guys with like a shotgun, but most of the, the shotgun hit him. It was kind of funny, actually. But I felt a little bad, you know, because he was trying to like save these people. Uh, yeah, like a couple couple kids in our school got like taken by these mirror creatures. And so we were going to go like fight them and stuff. Uh, but then, I don't know, for some reason I felt like I could... I could talk to them or something and then this really gross thing happened like out of my hand came out like some veins or something and I like touched it and then all of a sudden I could like kind of hear its thoughts almost it was gross are you doing kind of this stuff all the time man uh every once in a while um most of the time um but yeah it's not how come you didn't tell me I could do this crap I mean that I, I could have been thinking about like you know, stealing like the the secret code. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because, <laughs> because it's one of those. I'm not sure. We're different, and I'm not sure exactly how you work. I didn't know if you might just stay normally human, but now that you want, we have to see how the situation develops. Um, oh. But Wait, I would say take take. You, am I not human anymore? Uh. Luke, Lukey, you just turned into a giant mirror thing made out of what appeared to be carbonized blood. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't like to 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 count my chickens before they hatch, but um, <sighs> I don't think the average Joe might be able to do such a thing. Sure. I mean, I thought maybe I just got like superpowers, like you know, like. Peter Parkface or whatever Parker, yeah, the Spider-Man, you know, like. Ah, uh, but uh, I mean, I guess sort of. Um, but yeah, you can, you'll be able to do that, but only with all everything that has to do with us that deals with connection. So you're only able to do things that you have established a connection with. Have you? So what did you? So you said you reached out and and touched the mirror monsters, kind of like this. And he opens his mouth, and instead it kind of splits into four, and these veins, very similar to uh. yours, kind of stick out. Oh God, gross! Ew! What is your face, dude? Oh God! And oh. he kind of pulls back in his in his back to his normal cat self. Uh, yeah, if you you can use that. Blah. Blah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I mean, not my face though. It came out of my hand. That was disgusting. Don't ever do that again. No promises, but um, <laughs> you you'll spend more time if you you wish to be able to do that again. Just think about forming that connection with it. It's all about 
it's it, you've got a bunch of new mes- muscles that you don't know how to flex yet, and so think oh. about think about making that connection with a person, and that should be able to happen. And so think about huh. touching me, but not with your okay. fingers. And not- uh, so you want me to like think like I'm a cat? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Just. And I just start going, meow. Oh, shut up, Lucas. Meow. You're better than this. You're better than this. And then I transform into a cat. Oh, God. That felt really... Uh, that felt really weird. Um, it's, it's very funny because you basically just turn into... You turn into him, so uh, the circle has completed... How, how do you like that, huh? Should, I just got to go around and pee on people's stuff so they hate me. Meow, look, I'm Biggs. Meow. I'm going to pee over here. No, I'm not going to pee in the house because that's gross. Oh, but still. Biggs, tell me about my strange new abilities. Oh, Biggs, please come to my aid. <laughs> oh, Biggs, please. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a big old asshole. That's what you are. <laughs> okay, how do I turn back? No, seriously. No, no you got to figure it back. You got to figure it out. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, and he basically just he walks for the cat door and hops out. <laughs> I I follow him as a cat. Uh, it is it is a little bit weird because there's two identical cats walking down the street. Hey guys, my name is Paul Purnell and I am the creative director of the RPG Empire. And I just wanted to take a minute to tell you kind of what's going on with us and give you a sense of who we are and how you can connect with us. You can check us out on therpgempire.com, which will take you to our Patreon. I don't need to say a lot about that. Everyone knows what Patreon is. You can learn more about other shows that we're producing on there. You can see the things that we're giving away for free. But I also want to just say, if you love this story as much as we love telling it, please leave us a review and share it. Sharing is 100% the best way to help this podcast. I would love for you to join the Patreon, but if nothing else, if you just share it, that would be amazing. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and being a part of this, and we hope you join the Empire. And Definitely reach out to us through Instagram and Patreon. The RPG Empire, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Now back to the show. So Dottie, uh, you basically kind of stand here, and this is the first thing of just utter weirdness that effect, that is directly correlated with you, and so it takes you a little bit. Um, but then you kind of go, nope, and start heading home. Just yeah, too I much. I just think, no, I, you know what, I'm just, you know, okay, maybe aliens existed, all right, and we contacted them, and that happened, and now they're trees. I think there's a comic book like that, but that I read once in the comic store, or in the antique store, and then somebody took away with it, where aliens turned into cows. I distinctly remember that, but I don't remember the book. Um, I'm going to walk away now and just think, yeah, it's like that issue of that one book. Okay. So you're walking home, um, and you come to outside of your house. Um, what does Dottie's house look like? Uh, Dottie, I think, actually lives in an apartment. Like, uh, her parents are trying to be really frugal. Also, they're kind of broke. So they kind of live in a kind of cramped quarter apartment, which uh, her parents kind of sell as, uh, well, this is the future of living anyways. We need to be more conservative with our space instead of having single-family homes that take up so much space. So, 
And that makes sense. And basically, you come to this, to your apartment building, and it has this kind of like older Art Deco sign out front that reads Pine, that read Pine, that reads Pine Place. Um, mm-hmm. The L has fallen off from place, and so there's just kind of like the dust outline there. Um, Pine you, Pace. Yeah, basically Pine Pace. And you head up and, and, and go up the stairs and you walk down the hall a bit and kind of knock on your your. Do you have a key or do you have to knock? I have a key. I have a key. Um, I, so I will open up. Okay, so you enter your apartment and you immediately hear frantic yells, just, uh, just like the ringing of a telephone, and you watch as your parents kind of like. Uh, are standing in the apartment arguing with each other as the telephone rings in the corner and they stop as you walk in. And uh, your mother looks at you and goes, Donnie Luskoff, where have you been? I was, uh, I was at school, but then, uh, you know, the special, uh, well, um, you know, uh, Danny, you know Danny, right? Uh, She's, She's just kind of like sitting there quietly just trying to like process this. Um, so. I, I followed him. He he ran away real fast. But um, I mean, I, I, I chased after him because somebody has to, you're always telling us to look after people in the town that we all have to look after each other. So so I did. And, you know, um, I brought him back. But something was going on. And, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know much. I just came home after that. I guess the school was evacuated. I don't know. Um, you're, uh, and she basically just lets out this, this utter sigh of relief and, and wraps her arms around you and your dad walks over and just kind of is just, he's almost, he, he's, it's so much emo- like relief that they're feeling at the moment that uh they are they're kind of he's almost laughing a little bit because it's just it's just that very nice uh sigh of relief and he comes over and then it, she basically your mom grabs you by the shoulder and she goes oh my we were so worried about you so worried oh you know i can there take was, care of there myself was, Dottie, there was a there was a killer in the school. A bunch of students. They had to call. There were police. There were police. You could have been killed, Dottie. I I would I I don't think the police are as bad as you make them out. To no, be, no, all right? it's it's. I'm not a fan of them. I, we're we're. I mean, we're not fans of them. But but we. There was a killer. There's still a killer out there. Uh, and I'm glad you we're, we're glad you went after went after Danny we have always you know we've always said you gotta be you gotta take care of yourself you gotta take care but you gotta make sure to take care of others especially if they can't take care of themselves or have trouble doing it we don't wanna be insincere I'm sure Danny's very very smart and is a good kid um but uh, you just you could've just called us just anything and he goes, and your your dad's like, ah. Donnie, you you had your mother absolutely worried. It was it was just too much. I we like um. 
Well, I, I mean, it, it, I, you know, I, I can't be held accountable for things I wasn't there for. I, I heard there was that somebody died, but killed. I mean, killed. Hmm. Well, just, uh, you know, let's let's not go overboard. All right. Let's let the facts tell themselves, and I'm sure, I'm sure everything is fine. All right. Well, just and no skipping school. None of that. No, don't skip school. You need to be in school. I, 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 I get good grades while I get B's. And you said B's were okay. As long as I understood, you know, the ideology of everything. And I do, unfortunately. Can I go to my room? You, yes, you can, you can go to your room. I, okay. I just, uh, I need to, um, I need to get... To start on a homework, right? Yes, you do. Um, me and your father are going to talk and see what we're going to do about this. We can't really... We can't blame you too much for, for for what happened, but still just... We may... You may need to come directly from school to here until whoever was running around stabbing people and, and cutting things is is you know it's caught wait whoa we, wow we know wait, you can we know you can take care of yourself but Tati you're you're 15 you gotta let us you gotta remember to let us take care of you for a while I okay, you're still a kid but, you're still a kid now I, off to your I room st I have to do research though I have to do like, I, I still am going to, like, the library and looking up the old stuff well, you're gonna about... Well, you're going to have to put that on hold for now. Put that on hold? Are you kidding me? This town's safe. No killer is going to want to stick around and... I, I shouldn't say that. Don't but, you use I that mean... tone with your mother, Dottie. To your room, right now. Before you dig yourself oh, in a deeper what? hole. That was my idea. That was my idea, originally. Huh, weird, weird. Weird how that works. All right, I'm off. And, uh, yeah, you, you head back, yeah, you head into your room and, uh, sit down, and it's, it's small, but you've taken some time to make it your own, you've collected different knickknacks and whatnot, and you have different books in there that you've managed to, to gather, including your journal, and so, you're kind of sitting in your room, and you feel that, that an almost ominous way in your pocket as you pull out that key, and it is that, like, this small silver key with that symbol on it, um, with this, this kind of wood etching all around the key. You, what are you? No, I'll just, uh, and I kind of, like, whisper to myself again, the day isn't over, so, um... You get to talk to me one more time today, and then I put you in the box of today, of the Freaky Friday. So, tell me, you told me what to do earlier. I will listen to you one more time. What on earth am I supposed to do with this? 
so you're kind of you're talking to this key and you're you're examining it and kind of looking over it and, and examining it uh, it doesn't it doesn't really give off any sort of signals um, but as this is kind of lining up Chad um, because you've basically had the most expedient process uh, you um, you are back at that clearing with everything that needed to be there. So, you know, Chad you know, pulls up in his big old red Jeep with his flood lamps on, uh, illuminating the clearing. And he gets out, he's just kind of mumbling, I'm mumbling about these freaking monsters and kids getting killed and I'm in trouble for saving people. Right? And I, I pull out, you know, the chainsaw and I sit it on the ground and I pull out the can of gasoline and the first thing I do is set up my tent and, you know, make like a campsite because he's actually, you know, I'm actually planning to camp here. And then I, I, I walk a slow circuit around uh, these trees, looking at each of them very closely to see if anything's changed. Like they're so showing any signs of re, you know, uh, chromifying. Uh, from what you can see, no, they appear to be just these regular aspen trees. It actually took you took you a little bit to find them because you know there's a few aspen groves here and there, but luckily you managed to to find yeah, the they, right one. There, there, there was four of these, right? And they're kind of arranged in sort of a circle. Uh, there were five, and five. they're they're arranged in in yeah, sort of. It's more kind of like a grouping. It's not exactly a circle. It's kind of just they're close together they're, there's no real pattern or, or shape that they kind of fit in but it, it's obvious which ones they are yes yes all right so i'm gonna go up grab the chainsaw and you know put on my protective eyewear and uh fire up the chainsaw and walk up to the biggest one and start to chop it down uh so as soon uh as soon as you that chainsaw touches uh the bark of the tree um, everyone is, uh, Dottie, you, uh, your hand gets pulled, uh, gets pulled to the key as these, uh, like, almost like wood-like vines branch out from the key, uh, attach to your wrist and then pull it towards, towards your, pull you, uh, towards your journal as the key hits the journal, and then you feel that same sensation of, like, doing a backflip in a pool. Are doing a flip in a pool, and everyone feels that. As Danny, while you're walking with um, Ranger Harrison, you slip. You feel like you slip, and you do that sensation. Um, Lucas chasing after Biggs. Um, you you feel this kind of tearing in that flip sensation, and Chad. Hey, you, Biggs. You. You watch as, as soon as you touch this tree, uh, you get knocked to the ground as Dottie, Danny, and Lucas basically get ejected from this tree. Um, as your, your Son of a bitch! As the lock on your chainsaw engages and stops the blade as, uh, as you hit the ground. Uh, I, I, like, stagger back, and I'm, like, pulling on the ripcord trying to get the chainsaw started again, looking at these these kids with terror in my eyes. Oh, Am I just a cat right now? 
Yeah, you're just a cat. So it's actually oh, a cat. cat. And so. <laughs> and I just say, oh, God, you know, great. Now I've disobeyed my parents. Although, whatever. Uh, Shad, that, that'll teach me for asking questions to the key. Chad, could you, what are you doing? I'm protecting the town. What are you doing? Uh, who are you out to kill? I'm not out to kill anyone. Why, okay. are you volunteering? I, what? That doesn't even make sense. Am I volunteering to protect? Am I volunteering to die? You're going to have to explain yourself, Chad. Well, you're going to have to move out of the way here. And I'm, do, I, do I manage to get the chainsaw started again? Uh, yeah, do you, you have, have a the, permit to do that? You do manage to get the chainsaw started again. I don't think you need a permit again. to cut down a tree. Yeah, you kind of do. It's called... Yeah. A, a logging permit? <laughs> yeah. Lucas walks around behind, like, a big pine tree because he doesn't want anybody to see him change back into a human. Yeah, well, sue me. Uh, as, soon as, as soon as Danny gets ejected, you know, because Danny was just in, in kind of a weird situation himself uh, with uh, 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 the ranger. Um, yeah, he's just, I think he's just quiet. Uh, so Lu- Lucas comes out from behind the, like, a pine. He's like, come on. Really, Chad? Oh, where'd you come from? Or did you just... You, I thought you left. Oh, I just... I did, like, a backflip. I, I don't know. I came back. Uh, I heard chainsaw and, like, you're yelling. I was Are just hanging out. Are you part of this? You're part uh, of this, aren't have you? you? Have you kids been hiding out here in the woods all this time? You guys ought to get home to your parents. It's same to you. You're in high school, too, Chad. Come on. Yeah, well... Somebody's got to do something about these monsters. And what you know, monsters? I'm, there are no monsters anymore. There's just you doing illegal uh, lumbering. I saw Wait. those things turn into these trees here, and I know you did too. So now get out of my way, so I can cut these things down. You don't have the legal right to do that. Hey, Danny, aren't you friends with that Sue ranger me. guy? No, you'll just go to jail. Like it will be the state. You you don't want to tangle with the state. I think I think Danny's just uh, um, silent, but uh, uh, Chad, in your head, you hear um, you hear uh, Danny's voice saying, "You should put the chainsaw down. You don't want to do that." <laughs> what the fuck? Right, uh, so- Dottie, are you using soothe? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually like legit kind of annoyed at this point. I think, yeah, uh, well, and, and I think Danny, Danny's not even like looking, uh, in Chad's direction. I think he's like kind of looking off in the distance, uh, uh, maybe looking back down at the town, you know? Um, but yeah, Chad definitely hears, uh, uh, hears Danny's voice saying, put the chainsaw down, please. You know what, Chad? It's your life. You go ahead. We'll just watch you do this, and then we'll forget this, and we'll just, uh, you know. But you know, my parents are going to eviscerate you. Like they are going to eat your guts in front of you, and then laugh in your face. That's really weird. Are your parents cannibals? And no, worse, they're communists. Now, just do whatever you gotta do. 
Why well, so with that chattel, chattel walk by her and then start chopping down on the next tree over. Uh, definitely, I I think that uh, Lucas will will jump in the way and be like, Chad, come on. What I is know, wrong with you kids? I know it seems weird, but these things were they're like they're like refugees, dude. They are like, monsters. They must be destroyed. I I guess. Uh, I mean, it's a tree, dude. It's it's a tree. I, I'll step out of it, the way. It was a monster. It turned into a tree. It can turn back. Why am I explaining myself to you? Because uh, they're helping us with global warming. But just go nuts, Chad. You're going to do you. Again, uh, uh, only in Chad's head, uh, uh, Chad, you hear um, uh, Danny's voice say, they're fine where they are now, but if you cut them down, don't you think that'll make them come back what the fuck what what the hell are you doing in my head why do you keep yelling what are you talking about you you kids are you kids are weird uh chad chad actually has a little little bit of panic here uh he doesn't really want to hurt these kids i mean yeah he'd like to humiliate them he'd like to do all sorts of things but right now he realizes it's a situation that could spiral out of control and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on with this kid's voice in his head so he just grabs a chainsaw throws it in the back of the jeep gets in and takes off now i'm start and i say this to lucas i say you know i'm starting to think that chad has a a, a thing i read about recently uh borderline personality disorder <laughs> i i don't yeah, know he's, he's borderline a- something yeah <laughs> uh uh yeah well uh you know it takes all kinds it takes all kinds right did did you guys fall through like a, a hole how did how did you guys get here Oh, I walked back. Why? In out loud, out loud, Danny says, "Yes, I was somewhere else in the woods, and then I was here, and I don't understand what happened. And I want to go home now. I would like to go home and have some chicken fingers or chicken soup or both, if my mom will make it for me. Lucas, help me get home. Lucas, please help me get home. Yeah, yeah, Danny, come on. Um, so actually, actually, as you you are saying that, uh, you hear." As someone tromps, runs through the woods, and then you see Harrison, Ranger Harrison, basically burst into the clearing, panting with breath, like, What the god, what the literal hell, god damn it, Ugh. oh, gee. Hey, can I help you, Ranger Harrison? Hey, uh, you're that ranger guy, right? He is, he's a ranger. Are you a power ranger? I, I love that show. Uh, n- no, not a Power a Ranger, a, a, a Forest Ranger, Lucas. You, you should know. You should know the difference. There's a difference, but also he's he's also like a, a a creature, a wood creature. I don't understand it, but I, uh, are we gonna have to kill him too? I no, mean, Ranger no Ranger Harrison, you've been very nice to me, and if you can be nice to my friends and just help us out of the woods, or at least just let us go. I know my way out. I'm going to take it. I'm leaving. Bye, guys. I'll see you on Monday. Let us never talk about this ever again. 
Wait, Dottie, shouldn't we say something about Chad trying to cut down some, like, trees here or something? Oh, yeah, uh, the resident Woodmore, Woodworth, whatever his name is, uh, nearly did illegal lumbering. You should probably report that. Try not to let it into my parents' ears. They will absolutely throw a fit at the next city council meeting. Uh. Her parents are weird. Uh, Okay, uh, yeah, Danny, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you home now. Uh, Dottie, it was good to see you again. Um, nice to meet Always you. Always a pleasure. Nice to meet you, and he kind of sticks his hand out. Uh, Danny, what's his Lucas. name? Uh, Lucas, it's, uh, it's good to meet you. And, um, Ranger Harrison. Uh, I'll put my hand out. Um, I want to... Can I investigate a mystery and try and see if he's concealing anything? Absolutely. Uh, roll to investigate a mystery. First roll of the game. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't notice anything. I poked myself in the eye. <laughs> That's a... It's a big person. He's a he's a people person. I bet he listens to human music and eats bread. <laughs> bread yeah, makes I you just fat. Like, look bread at makes him you fat. And, and I'm like... For some reason, I really want to trust this guy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you, he... Are you good, Danny? Uh, you good to go with Ranger? Yes, that, that'll that be fine. Okay, man, just give me a call uh, when you get home. Okay. I... I you, do you want to call me, Danny? I mean, I've been trying to look after you all day. Um. No. Okay. Yeah. No, no I, you're I, fine. I, I, I'm, I've gotta go. I'll, I'll see you guys Monday. Let's never talk about this again. Lucas, do you think, do you think Daddy likes me? Is that why she asked me to call her? I don't know, man. Dottie is a interesting character. I can't tell you what she's thinking. But, uh, yeah, we can talk about how we got here later. And uh, Lucas will walk off kind of after Dottie. Okay. Uh, I'm, I imagine he, like, calls out to her because, like, why walk alone in the middle of the creepy woods if you don't have to? <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. So, so Chad, uh, you have driven driven away. It's it's getting later on Friday. The sun's starting to set. Um so where where do you head? Yeah, I, at first I was thinking, uh, you know, when Tried left, he was he, he was really disoriented and um, you know uh, pretty upset, and he didn't really want to hurt these kids, but he also wanted to take care of this. So I was thinking that he would probably drive up the road fifteen minutes or so and pull off and wait a while, and then circle back and then try again, thinking that by that time they would have left. Um, they couldn't be hanging out in the woods all night, but um, actually, he has an idea instead. He's going to go back to the manor house and use his library and start looking up, you know, see if he can find any chemical ways to kill a tree. Um, so basically, um, you guys, you at home, you start to research Chad, it's you know, quiet. You just get you get fed dinner by uh, by one of your servants. Uh, um, nothing too extravagant. Uh, as you begin to research, um, 
So, Dottie, you start to walk home, um, but you realize that in your hand is basically what looks to be like a henna tattoo, but it is, it's the key on the palm of your hand. It's tattooed to me? Sort of. It doesn't look permanent. I kind of look at that, and I'm like, uh... Um, Lucas and Donnie, you guys are... So you're locking home. Lucas, you notice that she is kind of looking at the palm of her hand. Do I notice him noticing that? Uh, I mean, it's kind of obvious. He, I mean, it's not... You were, I mean, you're very obviously looking at the palm of your hand because you notice, huh, that's a big new mark that I haven't seen before. And so he's looking at the palm of your hand as well. I kind of like duck my hand behind my back and say to Lucas, um, Lucas, do you, do you think I'm, I'm a square? Um, hmm. Are you asking, are you cool? Because... No, uh, I'm asking if I'm uncool. Oh, isn't that the same thing? I... Uh, just answer. You, you've got square qualities, but I mean, I don't think you're total square. I don't think anybody says square anymore either, but, yes, you know. Yes, they do. Maybe, maybe you could just stop saying square and then you'll be less square. Just some friendly advice, you know. Not everybody says the same lingo as wherever beach town you came from. Uh, wasn't from a beach town. Well, Southern where California, are you from? Then? A little bit out uh, of LA, kind of near the mountains. I just thought everything was on the beach. I don't know. No, it was like an hour and a half, two hours from the beach. Oh my LA's, lord! LA's freaking huge. Wow. And you know, I mean. Just, um, listen, I just, I know everybody kind of just wants to keep talking about this, but, like, what, what do people actually think will, I mean, do you think we'll ever have a day like today? Again. Uh, uh well. No, the answer's no, uh, right? Keep... Can, can we have an aside? Uh, I think that this would be a hilarious time for Biggs to, like, walk up. He doesn't have to talk or anything, but just, like, oh, um, abs- my cat. Absolutely. Um, you see bounding, bounding, not bounding, basically coming out of the shadows of the out of, out of one of the houses. You see Biggs moving kind of quickly over next to you. And oh. uh, you look as it kind of, like, opens his mouth and just... Um, you 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 have the instant of panic of oh shit he's gonna talk. Um, yeah, I give him like the no no no, and I like kind of try to subtly do like the the like cut your throat sort of symbol um, like hand sign. And all that comes out is uh. Oh, it's a cat! I definitely laugh. I I I I go over to the cat and I like immediately kneel down and try to like pet its head and pat it on the head. Oh, yeah, where'd I go, you come I go, from? Oh, that's my cat. That's uh, your cat? Wow, shouldn't you, like, keep it in the house? Or, I mean... Uh, there's he doesn't like to stay in the house. There's a lot of coyotes around here, Lucas. You should I be feel bad for any coyotes that find my cat. It's This isn't a, this isn't a Maine Coon, exactly. You know, I, 
fine. You're he, alive. He's just You're like alive. a nice black cat, but I mean, he can take care of himself. So I saw him fight so, off a raccoon a few times. For for Dottie, um, Lucas, what is uh, what is Biggs look like? Uh, oh, so uh, I imagine Biggs is like uh, kind of looks like the cat from Kiki's Delivery Service, like just like straight black cat. Uh, kind of looks friendly, uh, almost like the cat from Sabrina. Um, okay, Salem. Yeah, Salem. Okay, so it's kind of like a smaller, thin, uh, short hair yeah. black cat. It's the cat from Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. oof. <laughs> Thank, oh poor Thackeray Binks. So, yeah, Zachary Binks. Small black, uh, black cat. Like, actually, fairly, you know, a medium-sized cat. Okay, so so I say to Lucas, okay, so you know how this is like a black cat, right? And so goes the story. If you cross a black cat, you have bad luck, right? Yeah, that must have been what happened to me. Uh, no, no. The point is, it's a stupid story. And there's a lot of stupid stories that filter around here, like, oh, Bigfoot lives out here. Oh, where's the picture? And then it's a guy in a suit. Wait, and wait just, a second. Lucas leans in, like, totally serious, and he goes, does Bigfoot live out here? Because I didn't, I, I haven't seen him in the woods, but that's freaky. You know, Woods freak me out. Okay, not, I know everybody in California thinks everywhere else is, like, not really civilization, but we are, like, sane people. Like, we're not just, no, it's not just all Bigfoot. There aren't I mean, any you were Bigfoot talking now. about your mom, like, eating Chad. Uh, that was a metaphor. You you oh. know this, right? You you know how metaphors work. I know what metaphors are, but okay. you know, you, it. I was not sure that that was a metaphor. That's all. <laughs> Why? No, my parents don't actually eat people. Again, Good. see, Good this is like know. you know. This is why. Uh, everybody who's from the big city just thinks Pine Forge are all you know. Just you know, yokels and crazy backwater rednecks. Exactly. I mean, I mean that's just what I read coming to town. That's all. Yeah, and see, we're so much more than that. Uh, we're all uh, incredibly depressed alcoholics, but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, that sounds much better, I guess. Exactly. Um, how I, how much further is your house? Uh, I live in an apartment. Uh, I'm probably a couple blocks away. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure we get you there safely. I mean, I can take care of myself. This is this is pretty safe town. You do remember the part where we fought five mere I monsters? I will never remember <laughs> anything about today. Uh, we're just let's. You oh, know. you were saying uh uh about having another day like today. Yeah. And in all seriousness, I don't think this is the last. Why would you think that, though? I mean, today was insane. Uh, three of us fell through, like, a, a portal or something. We all stepped through a mirror. Like, like, this is freakiness on a level I've never heard of, and this is not the first freakiness I've seen. Okay, but, like, like think I, of, like, our parents saw the Challenger explosion, and nothing like that has happened since. I, I guess. I, I hope nothing weird happens again, but I I have a strange feeling <laughs> that it probably will. Well, see you later. Um, 
Yeah, I'll I'll let you know if Danny gets home okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Rangers. I mean, he's like a Power Ranger, right? He's got to, like, protect people with, like, hoo-ha, hoo, and all that stuff or whatever. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, so, Lucas, uh, you head back to your house, um, and it's strange. Your mom shouldn't be off work for another couple of hours, yet there's her car sitting in the driveway. Oh, shit, Biggs. Uh, this is probably not going to be good. Oh, uh, well. This would be a good time for you, you to turn into me. Why don't you turn into me? You go in. You get balled out. I'll become the cat and I'll pee on stuff. How's that sound? I have a better idea. Um, I think this one will be much more fantastic. And you watch his big turns into a fly and flies away. Oh, come on, <laughs> you son of a... Oh, God. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me be one with the fly. One with the flat. It's not working. Okay, I I go inside. Um, as you go inside, you <laughs> see your mother kind of pacing in the kitchen, and uh, she turns, and you immediately just go, and now I'm dead, and this is how I die. This is the end of Lucas Santiago. As she, <laughs> you can't tell if she's mad or if she's angry, but she is not a happy camper. As she she comes towards you um so she she comes and she basically um i like put my hands up immediately to like you know like shield your face (laughs) yeah like like stop kind of thing one uh and then um and i'm just like mom mom i know what you're gonna say everything is fine i'm okay everything is fine you got shot oh uh it, it was just like, uh, you know, they like evacuated the school and there was like some SWAT people and they, they were shooting at like something on the roof or something. And I think there was like a little ricochet and it got my my shoulder a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm OK. You know, it's it, it was I was waiting for you. To, it was um, Well, this is going to be much more interesting. The wound's not there anymore uh, because of your unquenchable vitality. It has been regenerated. Um, so. Oh. Uh, but he didn't I, I mean, know that. Like, he didn't know that, and so was, <laughs> this is gonna. I be like look down, and I'm like, I mean, look, it's it didn't even leave a mark. <laughs> and she basically kind of like looks you, looks you over, um, turns around, and like basically like lightly touches your shoulder, and then when she doesn't see any reaction of pain, kind of grabs it, and then kind of like cocks an eyebrow at you trying to figure out exactly what game you're playing um i i promise mom i'm fine like everything is cool just please mijo just be careful we're trying very hard to to start new here we i I know mom I, i i promise i'm not trying to you know get mixed up in stuff I'm just the coolest kid in school, so you know every everything falls on me. Be a square, be a square. Just, just, just for a bit. Be a square. That's all I need. I try. I'm, I'm trying. I, you know, like back home, I, I, I had my, my place. I was. It was easy to be invisible. Just cool enough, you know. But here, like, I, I mean, I'm the only freaking Mexican 
in the whole freaking school, Mom. Like, I, I'm trying. I just can't not stand out. You know. Duh. Well, just do your best. Be be yourself, and uh, <sighs> make me worry, Miho. But yeah, every mother worries. So I've got to get back to the hospital. You stay stay here. Stay here for now. There's yeah. We can talk more later. You're you're not in trouble. I the school the school called and explained everything. They're going to keep it shut down for for the weekend and see what will happen. But just stay here, please. Okay, mom. Um, mom, where where's my uh my Star Wars tapes? Um, uh, maybe in, um. I think the the last place I saw them was in your room. Your room. Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later. Have a good day at work. Could you leave out something uh, from that blue container for for Biggs? He just he really loves those uh, those pickled pickled uh, what do you call those things? Those little pickled fish. He loves those things. Uh, of course, of course. And she she goes and and she she does that and then she. Uh, you kind of go in and and you look and one of the things your mother does when she gets really stressed out is she starts cooking a lot of food for no reason <laughs> and so yes. uh, you have the luck of coming into what appears to be just half of the fridge that's been made into different sort of food and ha- has been halfway Tupperwared and so uh, you- uh, definitely Biggs hates those pickled fish I left him out because he was being a jerk um, and so you spend the evening. Biggs eventually comes back and is just kind of berating you and being and and, and laughing at you a little bit. Um, your mother comes home before Biggs comes back. Um, and before, like after my mom leaves, I go to my room and I go through my uh my tapes. And one of them, like I have two copies of like Empire Strikes Back. And when I take one out, it says like uh, Lucas's like fourth birthday party and I put that into the um the tape player and I sit down and I just like listen to it for a minute um and it's just like my dad filming the party and he's just talking to to Lucas as a child and and I'm just kind of like taking it in and uh and just thinking about all this stuff that happened today and how I almost got killed like a couple times and how I'm like not even human anymore. Dad, I just, I don't know what to do. My cat talks. I, I made out of meat or something weird and I don't even know if I'm human anymore. And I mean, at least I found some other weirdos and a douchebag, but I just... <laughs> I don't know what to do, Dad. So and then the tape, yeah, the tape like, just kind of plays back, says something, you know, like he, what he would say, you know, during the party. And I would kind of like fast forward to different parts to act like I'm having a conversation with him. So yeah, and you're the tape kind of eventually it ends, and uh, you eat a bit and, and manage to box up the rest, and then and then you head to bed. Um, 
Next is going to be Dottie. So you and Lucas broke off just a bit, and you're walking home, and you <laughs> now have this mark on your hand, and as you're kind of walking, you, you're looking at the trees, and you have this realization, my parents are going to think I snuck out. What's going to happen is basically you you enter your room and to kind of expedite the process, uh, you enter your room, kind of climbing through the fire, climbing up the fire escape of the building, and as you kind of step in, you slip a little bit on your desk and you just you hit the floor of your bedroom really loudly, and so you immediately hear as someone approaches your door rapidly and and um, opens the door. Uh, to you, luckily you managed to the windows. You're the windows open and you're laying on the ground, um, and uh, you get a very uh, thorough and immediate week's grounding. Your parents aren't exactly reasonable people, and so uh, <laughs> they threaten at, at, at the the at the as they call it back talk. Uh, they threatened an, another week's um, grounding. Luckily, you've done this song and dance enough to kind of calm down enough to just go to bed and not deal with it. Um, <laughs> and this is how Donnie becomes the coolest kid in school. <laughs> <laughs> So yep, you go to Duddy, you go to bed and thinking thinking that. Uh next is Danny, you're walking home with uh Ranger Harrison. So uh so Danny How long yes? is this whole seeing woodland creatures and, and you know bouncing around and teleporting things been happening um about a day i would say probably a little bit more but i don't know how many more hours or minutes so i'm going to say a day and he actually he lets out a very audible sigh of relief so i've i've caught it i caught it early a little bit at least all right and um uh, paul uh uh Paul made a, a good point in the chat here. Um, and for people listening, uh, I decided to go with telepathy for the uh, uh, the level up, which, you know, we saw happening with Chad there. Um, in this case, uh, I can read people's thoughts and pr- put words in their mind. Um, what does he, what is he thinking when he says that he caught it soon enough for... Yeah, what's he thinking when he said that? Um, he... So, basically, in his mind, you hear, I didn't think it was bound to start again. I thought we we knocked it out the last time, but... I was wrong. I was wrong. Danny would basically just say, What did you think that you caught that you didn't actually catch the, uh, the, this time? Um... <laughs> Danny, you're you're a smart kid, um, and you've had a weird day. Just 
I, I'm not sure exactly how to explain it. Um, I'm not sure how you knew that, but that's fine. Thank you. I, just, I don't want to make something out of nothing. And the more you think and talk about it, the more likely it is to occur. And so I would, I'm trying to keep things from happening. And so just be careful, be safe. Not everything is how it appears. You uh, luckily have an ability to look through some of that. Now, that's all I'm going to say on it. Just be careful. And, and it should be pointed out here real quick that um, to Danny, uh, uh, the uh, you know Ranger Harrison may uh, said it out loud, loud. It's not like Danny knows that he can read his mind. He just basically hears the thoughts and, and it translates to him as as you know Ranger Harrison saying something out loud um, so in this case uh, uh, Danny would say uh, yes it seems like some things are, are kind of strange and I can't really put my mind on it alright well uh, Adam He's, he's very confused because he like he has that kind of internal monologue and then to have that brought into light he's just he's concerned but there I can't say more than this but things are things are happening things happen in this town hopefully it's it's nothing but just Be prepared. If you see things or if strange things happen, you have to remember to you have to take charge, Danny, and you have to to deal with it. You, your mom's here, and I'm here. You got your your friends over there, but you have to remember to be able to tell, like like out in the woods. You have to be able to learn how to take care of yourself. Analyze, that's, that's correct. Analyze the situation and react to it as according. Now, always remember that if you take out, if you take away the improbable, the only thing left is the impossible. You've seen strange, cool things out in the woods that you didn't think you would ever see, but you did see them. So. I never thought that I wouldn't see them. Exactly. Keep that mindset. Never think that you would not see something. Now. Let's get you home. Okay, that sounds good. I'm really hungry and I want some cho uh, chicken soup and or chicken fingers. Alrighty, and you guys walk home. Uh, your mom's there. She's she she was very she was very worried, but she sees you walk in with Ranger Ash, and, and he basically calms her down. And it's it's okay. What is? I'm sorry. Mom, I'm sorry that I didn't mean to to cause you to worry. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I was so it's okay. It's okay, sweetie. I know you didn't you didn't mean to. I'm just glad everyone's okay. Just would you like something to eat? Yes. Do we have any chicken fingers and chicken soup? 
and she just kind of like chuckles and smiles and she she walks in the kitchen opens up like a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup and starts to eat that on the stove as she tosses some some frozen chicken tenders from a bag and sticks it in a basically a toaster oven heating them up okay so you have a good meal ranger harrison talks to her and convinces her that you need a you guys you'll come out to, uh, tomorrow and go on a nice hike and uh, you head up to bed feeling full of smiling full of chicken soup and chicken tenders nice Alrighty, so Chad, you had circled back, and as you had circled back, it's gone. The trees? The grove, all of it, it's gone. What the fuck? Um, Ch- Chad's just cursing to himself and stomping around the clearing. Um, it's those kids. There's something wrong with those kids. They're they're the they're behind all this. I'm gonna have to do something about it. And he, he literally punches a tree, not the ones that disappeared, but another one that is there. Um, I'm gonna have to do something to take care of those kids. And uh, as you're saying this, the- and you punch the tree, you see three orbs of light. Um, moving through the trees of this uh, as the sun is set and you, you can't see what they are because the dark shadows are just rampant in the forest at the moment. You see these three orbs of light moving through the the trees and it's weird because they don't look like flashlights. It's not beams, it's orbs. Are they like up higher at ground level? Middle. They're kind of like maybe about five feet off the ground. Like, might be held by something. Okay, I'm going to, uh, Chad will, I will go back to the Jeep, grab the hunting rifle with the scope, and move as quietly as I can, stealthily, through the woods towards those lights. Um, so you, uh, you move close towards the light, and you pull out your hunting rifle, and you, as soon as you think you have a bead on them, and you put your eye to your scope, they move behind a tree and are gone. What the hell? So um, I will cautiously move up to the tree where I saw them disappear. Um, and you examine the tree and it just looks like a, a very standard pine. There's... Okay, so so Chad is just like a ball of mixed emotions right now. He's got anger. He's disgusted with himself for being afraid of Dottie. At this point, he um, he's starting to even question whether what he saw in the ambulance actually happened. You know, uh, could have been sort of a delirium from the accident. Maybe he didn't see her arm turn into some kind of tree and bash the crap out of that thing. Maybe he did. I don't know. Um uh, but all this weird shit happens when those kids are around. They're doing something to me. I distinctly heard that that twitchy kid's voice in my head. Um, you know, Chad just just all kinds of freaked out right now. Um, he's going. I, I'm going to. 
you know, first I'll make sure there's no sign of anything else weird going on here, like those lights don't come back. Uh, then I'll, I'll try to find my way back to the, the Jeep and drive back toward the manor. Okay. I need to make some phone calls. So you're, uh, you're heading to the Jeep, and basically you get to the Jeep, and you see three people in uh, dark clothes, and then you feel a sharp pain in the back of your neck, and it all goes black. That's the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it, and I can't wait to get you the next episode. In the meantime, you can check out all of our other stuff over at the Patreon. This episode was edited by Liam McKenzie. And remember, play on.